Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Cultivating Oneself Well Can Help Save More People by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 16, 2023. Although I started practicing Falun Dafa in 1998, for 20 years I did not really cultivate. I wavered between whether or not to commit myself to the practice. I had an opportunity to work in another city, and a co-worker there practiced Falun Dafa. He advised me to read the Fa more. I frequently thought about remarrying, but didn't realize that behind these thoughts were attachments to lust and the pursuit of a comfortable life. This loophole allowed the old forces to jump in, and I had severe pain in my lower abdomen. It felt as though a powerful hand was twisting and squeezing my abdomen, causing excruciating pain and making it hard to breathe. I writhed in pain and was unable to eat or sleep. Practitioners helped me by sending forth righteous thoughts. They studied the Fa with me and shared their insights. Through Fa study, I realized that I had indeed entered the door of genuine cultivation in Dafa. Master cleansed my body and removed my name from Hell's register. I no longer belonged within the three realms, as my life was arranged by Master. Through the Fa, Master taught me to look inward when encountering conflicts. I realized that whenever there were issues, my first thought should be about what I did wrong or where I didn't meet Dafa's requirements. I calmly reflected on myself and discovered various attachments, such as lust, competitiveness, personal gain, laziness, selfishness, and being unwilling to accept others' opinions. I knew I couldn't keep these bad things, as they weren't truly me. I had to separate them and eliminate them completely. Master said in teachings given on Lantern Festival Day 2003, quote, Master doesn't acknowledge them, and you shouldn't acknowledge them either. Do things well in an upright and dignified way. Negate them and strengthen your righteous thoughts some. I am Li Hongzhi's disciple. I don't want other arrangements or acknowledge them. Then they won't dare to do that so it can all be resolved. When you can really do that, not just saying it but putting it into action, Master will definitely stand up for you. What's more, there are lots of Fa guardians around Master, there are lots of Buddhas, Taos, and gods, and there are even greater beings, and they will all participate, because forced persecution that's not acknowledged is a crime, and the cosmos's old laws don't allow it either. Irrational persecution absolutely is not allowed, and the old forces don't dare to do it if that is the situation, so you should do things as righteously as you can." Unquote. Cultivation should be guided by righteous thoughts, and I control my body. I was determined to persist in studying the Fa and sending righteous thoughts with other practitioners. I resolved to go to the restroom without assistance and do the exercises every day, no matter how hard it was. 
When evening came, practitioners were concerned and asked if I could manage after they left. I said, Master is watching over me. Please rest assured I can manage. On the seventh day, the pain in my abdomen intensified. I was determined and thought, I will resist all negative substances. I will not acknowledge any arrangements made by the old forces. I negated them, and no matter how bad the pain got, I sat there without moving, entrusting everything to Master and Falandafa. When I reached the limit of what I could bear, I felt a swish, and my entire body relaxed instantly. I knew Master helped remove the illness karma, as the miraculous power of Dafa manifested in me. Tears of gratitude welled in my eyes. I knew I was cured, and my body was back to normal. No words can express my gratitude for Master's compassionate salvation. I bowed in deep respect to Master. I later took on a job in another city, where I was responsible for financial management and purchasing supplies. A friend jokingly said, you've landed a cushy job. The company had a dedicated employee responsible for purchasing materials, but that person took kickbacks from the sellers and inflated the amount on the receipts, profiting from the price difference when the company reimbursed him. The general manager eventually discovered it and fired him. After I took on the job, I held myself to the standards of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, Striving to be a good and better person, I did my work diligently and had a strong sense of responsibility. I made sure I earned my salary, and I refused to take a single cent that didn't belong to me. Sellers or business owners asked me if they could write a larger amount on the invoice, and I always told them to write the actual amount. During construction projects, we often need to hire temporary labor and the number of workers varies depending on the workload. Some people suggested that I add more workers to the payroll and keep the extra money after paying wages. I refused to engage in such practices and told them that I follow the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and that everything is observed by heaven, so I could not accept a single cent that didn't belong to me. The general manager later assigned me the responsibilities of sales and finance and appointed me as the regional manager. In the initial stages, I rented out unsold apartments, garages, and commercial units. I handed over all the rental income, which amounted to nearly 600,000 yuan to the company. Since that income was not recorded in the company's financial accounts, many people thought I was foolish for not pocketing the money. My room and board were reimbursed by the company, and some suggested that I eat at good restaurants every day since the food was covered by the company. I always replied, I can't do that. My monthly living expenses were between 200 and 300 yen, and I was content with that. Someone who knew me couldn't understand why I didn't seek personal gain. He told my coworker, Your manager, me, is so naive. He doesn't keep any of the money he receives. He could make so much profit from his work. If it were someone else, they would have taken it all. My coworker replied, If you run a company, who would you employ? My manager, who you call naive, or someone who prioritizes personal gain? He immediately replied, Of course we would want someone like your manager. 
I often tell people I meet about the beauty of Falun Dafa and encourage them to quit the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, and its youth organizations. Almost all of them agree to quit. Some who understand the truth about Dafa and respect my character also helped to spread the truth and persuade others to quit the party. A man who looked like an official once came to my workplace for some business. After he finished, I told him about the wonderful aspects of the practice and gave him some flyers. He asked me, where does the money come from to produce these materials? I told him that practitioners use our own money to make them. He was impressed and said, as long as Falun Dafa has nothing to do with money or personal gain, your practice must be righteous. He quit the CCP using his real name. Before leaving, I gave him a USB stick containing additional information. He enthusiastically accepted it. I know I fall far short of master's requirements for practitioners and need to catch up quickly. In the future, I will monitor my every thought and deed, improve myself, do the three things well, save more people, and return to my true home with master. Thank you, compassionate and great master. is an experience sharing article entitled Looking at Issues with Righteous Thoughts by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on September 28, 2023. The Chinese Communist Party, CCP, has persecuted Falun Dafa practitioners for 24 years. The CCP's legal departments, detention centers and prisons have used despicable means, including lies and threats. They have tried to implicate practitioners' families to force the practitioners to give up their belief. They try to induce emotions like fear to shake the practitioners' righteous thoughts. Some practitioners didn't have a good understanding of the FAR and looked at things from a human perspective. Thus, they fell into the CCP's trap, cooperated with the evil and did what a Dafa practitioner shouldn't do, leaving stains on their cultivation path. When I saw or heard that practitioners cooperated with the evil because of fear, wrote things that slandered Falun Dafa's founder, Master Lee, and slandered the far or signed such statements, I felt so sorry for them. Although they did not comply with the demands from their hearts, they will forever feel regret and remorse. Master is compassionate and gives such practitioners another opportunity to come back to cultivate by writing solemn statements, but they made a detour in cultivation and made it more difficult for them to return to their heavenly homes. Part 1. Firmly believe that Falun Dafa will bring good fortune. I started to practice Falun Dafa in April 1998 the CCP started persecuting Falun Dafa on July 20, 1999. I went to the provincial government with another practitioner to appeal for justice for Falun Dafa. We took the last long-distance bus to the provincial capital on Friday and returned to work on Monday. My family and company did not find out about our trip. 
My daughter entered college in July 2000. My husband divorced me in October 2000, so he would not be implicated by the CCP due to my practicing Falun Dafa. He gave me whatever I wanted in the settlement. I asked for the apartment and the custody of our daughter. I went to Beijing again to validate the FAR in late December 2000. I displayed a banner and shouted, Falun Dafa is good! and Restore Master's Name on Tiananmen Square. I was arrested. I didn't tell them my name or address so as to not implicate my family or workplace. I was labelled number 518. I said to Master in my heart that I would follow Master home on May 18. I was detained in Beijing for six days and then was transferred to Xingtai City, Hebei Province. I went on a hunger strike to demand my right to freedom of belief. Finally, the chief of the security department of my company and a policeman from the local police station in Xingtai took me home. My ex-husband demanded custody of my daughter after I got home. He was afraid that my daughter would be implicated because of me. I firmly told him, Rest assured that I can only bring good fortune to her because I try to be a good person and follow the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and I didn't do anything wrong by standing up for Falun Dafa. I will not bring any misfortune to her. I was detained and then sentenced to a forced labour camp while my daughter was away at college. She came to see me during the school holiday. She cried so hard, which I have never seen her do before. That scene is still vivid in my mind. She continued to pursue her master's degree after graduating from university, which then employed her. Several years later, she became a public servant after successfully passing the competition interviews. She now works for a municipal government in a coastal city. Everything is going well for her. Looking back, I realised that my thought, Daffa will bring her good fortune, reflected my firm belief in Master and Daffa, and my daughter was blessed. Part 2. It is my greatest honour to practice Falun Dafa. One day in 2019, my nephew called me and asked me to give him my ID card number. I asked him what it was for. He didn't say and reminded me to read the number correctly. Several days later, my youngest brother called me and asked for my ID card number. I asked what it was for. He said he needed it to complete a form. A thought of whether he was implicated flashed through my mind. I asked him not to put my name in. There were several children in my family. My eldest sister had passed away. He said, no, I need to put everyone in, even my late sister. I realised that I was wrong because I was having negative thoughts. My youngest brother was not afraid that he would be implicated because I practised Falun Dafa. Why would I hold fear? I rectified myself immediately and said to him, Please, wait a minute, I will get my ID card. My daughter called me a few days later and asked for my ID card number. She needed it to complete a form. My negative thought came up again. I said to her, Just put your father's name there, no need to put me down. She said, No, I have to put both of you. I realised that I was wrong again. I gave her my ID card number. After I hung up, I reflected on those two incidents. 
Why did I not have ample righteous thoughts? I didn't position myself well. I cultivate in Fallen Daffa, and am doing the most righteous thing in the universe. I am assisting Master in rectifying the far and saving sentient beings. I can only bring good fortune to them. How could it be possible that they would be implicated? Who has the final say in this universe? It is our master. The evil doesn't. The evil is messing things up. It will be my family's greatest honour to have a sister who practices Falun Dafa, or a mother who practices Falun Dafa. Falun Dafa and master will bring great fortune to them. Part 3. Good people will be rewarded. My younger sister was arrested and sentenced to prison for one and a half years. The police got all her information about her family and their situations. In order to force her to give up her belief and sign the three statements, they threatened her. Your son and daughter are excellent people and are managers in their companies. You will implicate them if you continue to practice Falun Dafa. My sister replied, Do you know why they are so excellent? Because they support my practicing Falun Dafa, they are blessed. The police were speechless. My sister didn't give up her belief and was persecuted for nearly two years. Since she was released from prison, her children have continued to work in their companies. Their lives were not impacted. Good people are rewarded. The evil does not have the final say. Part 4. Studying the Far Well Master requires us to study the far more. Only by studying the far well can I have ample righteous thoughts, let go of attachments and do the three things well. The far rectification period is coming to an end soon. The far has higher requirements for us. Our far study group reads two lectures of Juan Falun every time. I also read two lectures every day at home. When I study the far well, I can do the three things well because Master's far comes up in my mind when I come across issues and therefore I can handle them well. I have personally experienced this. We are Falun Dafa practitioners in the far rectification period. We vowed to come down to assist Master in rectifying the far and saving sentient beings. Who has the final say in this universe? Falun Dafa's master. No one else can interfere. Whoever interferes commits a crime. Those veteran practitioners who have followed master over the past 24 years have endured weather, rain or shine. We must listen to master and study the far more. We must have righteous thoughts and actions, look at issues from the perspective of the far and walk the last leg of our cultivation path well. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.